Hi everyone, welcome back to Church at Home. It's great to have you with us again this week. Last week was a good test run and uh, we're hoping to continue to improve uh, what we do every week. Um, I just really want to, yeah, again, thank you for joining with us. I'd also like to thank Sally George from Adelaide, a good friend of mine, who's going to lead us in worship this morning. Uh, This is going to be a time uh, where we can really be encouraged through the riches of hymns and songs of, of eras gone by, but ones that really do reach into our hearts and draw us closer to Jesus through worship. So I'd encourage you right now, with your family at home, sing along. The, uh, the words are going to be on the screen. So enjoy this moment that we have together to worship. And just before we do, let me pray for us now. Heavenly Father, I thank you that we can once again join together, but apart, in this moment to worship you. Lord, I thank you that uh, you have continued to protect our people that you've continued to protect our region. We do pray, Lord Jesus, that you would bring healing to our land. We pray for protection over people's mental health and and any other stresses and pressures that no doubt we're all feeling because it is so different right now. But I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would encourage our hearts this morning, that you would spur us on, that, Lord Jesus, you would just bring us a massive big hug from you, that we'd feel your presence, we'd feel your love, we'd feel close to you, and Lord Jesus, in this shared experience, we'd feel close to other people as well. And so, may you bless this time, and bless our worship, I pray. Amen. Over to Sally. Well, happy Sunday, everybody. Let me add my warm welcome to you. I hope that you've had a really nice morning this morning, and that you are ready and um, excited to worship the Lord. Even though we are in separate locations this morning, we are united by the Holy Spirit and the blood of Christ. And so even though your friend might not be standing next to you like normal on a Sunday, that's okay. You can still sing and you can still worship, um, which we're going to do in just a second. But before we do, I just wanted to encourage you with this psalm um, and then we're going to get into some songs. So this is um, Psalm 92 and it starts off in verse 1 saying, It is good to give thanks to the Lord, to sing praises to your name, O Most High, to declare your steadfast love in the morning and your faithfulness by night, to the music and to the melody. For you, O Lord, have made me glad by your work. At the works of your hands I sing for joy. In a time like this, it's so important to worship, to lift up our praise to God, for he is still worthy, he is still faithful, he is still good. I heard it said just a couple of days ago that worship is a weapon against worry, against um, anxiety. So if that's you this morning, if that's been you this week, then I encourage you to worship along with us, to lift up the name of Jesus, to remind ourselves of his faithfulness and his goodness and the fact that he is present with us even now. So if you feel comfortable, why don't you stand, um, lift your voices, lift your hands and let's worship God together. The lyrics are going to be on the screen, so sing along with me. Consider all 
Savior say, Thy strength indeed is small. Child of weakness, watch and pray. Find in me thine all in Jesus paid it all. Oh, to him I owe. And sin had left a crimson stain. He Lord Jesus, we thank you that we can sing this truth about you. That it's because of your work on the cross, because of your death and your resurrection, that we have found true life. 
Lord Jesus, we love you. And it's so good to sing these truths about you and to remind ourselves and to remind one another of your faithfulness to us and your goodness to us in the midst of all different kinds of circumstances. Lord, you are good. Lord, you are faithful. Lord, I pray that now, even as we sing, as we remind ourselves of these truths about you, that they would minister to our hearts, to our souls. Lord, that for those who might have been lacking faith this week, that through these words, Lord, that they may believe and have trust in you, that you are still good, that you are who you say you are, Lord. And help us to grow in love for you and all for you during this time, Father. to sing of our love for Jesus. My Jesus, I love Thee. I know Thou art mine. For Thee all the follies of sin Thank you. 
Yes, Lord Jesus, we do love you. We pray that as we continue to meet together, together or apart, Lord, that you will continue to knit us together by your Holy Spirit. Lord, that you would illuminate your word to us now, that you would teach us, encourage us, and help us to love one another the way that you have first loved us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Wasn't that a treat? Thanks so much for sharing your talents with us, Sally. And uh, I, I trust it was a blessing for everybody else. It is the first Sunday of the month. And so right now, I want to just encourage us with a wonderful moment through communion. It's something that we have done for eons. Yet today, I'm sure we're doing it differently to how we've maybe ever done it before. So I'm not sure about you, but I've just got some, some juice and, and a cracker. Um, the elements as such are, are unimportant. You might just have a cuppa and a bicky, and that's okay. What's important though is our heart. Jesus sacrificed his life so that you and I could have victory over sin. We could have a spirit that conquers death and that together we can live in all eternity as sons and daughters of the Most High in heaven for, for, for all eternity. That was only made possible through the death and resurrection Jesus Christ our Lord. The night that he was betrayed, the night before he was brought before Pilate and he was tried and he was beaten, he was mocked, he was scorned and ultimately he was led to that tree on Golgotha where he was crucified. The night before all of that, he sat with his disciples, with his intimate, close friends, and he broke bread, something that they would have done every time they met to eat. Bread was a staple part of their diet. And so he broke the bread and he gave it to them. He said, this is my body which is broken for you. Little did they know what his body was going to endure that next day. And likewise, he t- took the cup and he said, This is my blood poured out for you. A willful act of pouring. He didn't spill his blood as some people sometimes say, but he poured it out for us, a willful act. He knew what he was doing. And he says, eat and drink in memory of me until he comes again. And so we have this great hope that indeed Jesus will return And that is going to be a glorious day. Until then, though, we eat and we drink in memory of him. So if you've got your communion elements ready for you right now, whatever they are, 
let's eat together and remember the body of Christ that was broken for us. Jesus, as I said, poured out his blood for us. And we drink in memory of him. That blood that washes away sin. That blood that makes us whiter than snow. We drink in memory. And we drink in celebration of the victory that came on the cross. Let's drink together. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your sacrifice. We thank you so much for what you've done for us. Lord, you have made a way for us to be reconciled with you. You have given us victory through uniting us with your death and resurrection. And Lord, we thank you what your sacrifice means for us. It means that we indeed can live in complete hope and assurance of our salvation. So we thank you for that. Amen. Jonathan Stark, who many of you might know uh, from the BUV, uh, he sent a message along for us today. Now, Jonathan was actually supposed to be coming up and preaching today. And uh, so when we made contact about what to do for this week, I said, look, Jonathan, I know our people would love to be encouraged by you. And so he sent this through, and I trust that you do, and you will be encouraged. Thanks, Jonathan. Well, good morning. Uh, My name's Jonathan Stark, and I'm the Head of Pastoral Leadership Support and Development at the Baptist Union of Victoria. I want to say that I've enjoyed coming and visiting Wangaratta Baptist in years gone by when I was the pastor at Wodonga Baptist and also when I was the moderator for your church when you appointed Aaron Wardle. It's great uh, to be speaking to you again as, uh, as I'm part of uh, the Baptist Union, which represents two, over 240 churches of so many different cultures and nationalities. We're a big, broad, diverse family of churches, and it's wonderful to speak to you this morning. I know that at this time, some of you will be feeling very unsettled. Perhaps you'll be worried about your health or your job or your finances, and it'll be a time for real concern to you. So I want to speak to you this morning. I also know there'll be people there that have changed so much from their work that they're feeling quite still unsettled. Maybe you're working from home now and there's kids at home while there's not a very good space where you can concentrate and you're juggling everything all at once. Or it could be that you have moved home and your kids have grown up and it's a very settled experience to be there and you're actually quite enjoying it. Whatever your circumstances right now, I just want to speak some words of encouragement to you at Wangaratta Baptist Church. And the first thing is that in this time, just be people of prayer, pray, 
pray at this time. And I think one of the best things that you can pray for right at this time is that God would help you to be ready to respond in faith in these circumstances, that you would bravely and boldly respond with faith because Jesus is Lord. This is what you've been uh, focusing on in Luke's gospel with Aaron preaching and teaching. And may you know that for sure at this time, the holding on to the fact that if Jesus is Lord, would you pray, God, use me at this time, speak to me at this time, guide my life at this time. And I think as you're praying, there's just three things I, I want to encourage you to pray for, particularly at this time. And they all start with P. So pray, but pray for your pastor. And I think Aaron Wardle and his wife Kelly and their kids need your prayers at this time. And I think when you pray, you could pray Jeremiah 3, 15. Uh, there God says, and I will give you shepherds after my own heart who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. Would you pray that Aaron would be a shepherd after God's own heart and that you would God would give him understanding and, and knowledge and that he would give that to you uh, so that you would grow in this time. Also pray, why not pray Joshua 1, 9, where God says to Joshua, be strong and courageous. I've commanded you. Would you pray that Aaron at this time would be strong and courageous as he leads you? So pray, pray for your pastor. And the second thing to pray about at this time is pray for God's people, God's people at Wangaratta Baptist. And I think you are the church and what a time at this time for you uh, to be supporting each other. Some of you this morning are really feeling right now in great need. You may have real concerns about your health with the coronavirus. It could be that you're very concerned now about your job. It might be uncertain and how long it will go on for. Perhaps when you look at your finances and the idea of paying the rent or the mortgage is really quite overwhelming at this time. Or maybe it could be that even in this time of uncertainty, your faith is being challenged. I want to let you know that though we need to be isolated and separate from each other and keeping social distancing, you do not need to face this time on your own. I want to encourage you to pick up the phone, call Aaron, call your leaders, your elders and deacons. Would you be people that call on God's people at this time? Ask them to pray for you. Let people know what you're most concerned about and encourage others to pray for you at this time. There'll be others at this time that feel so thankful that you have a job, that you are under control and you're feeling quite positive. I want to encourage you to use this time to help others. If you have a job, that's fantastic. Keep giving faithfully to God. This is the time when your church needs you to give and honour God by giving faithfully and generously. And when you think about others that don't have work at this time or are concerned, think how can I show love and generosity to other people in the church? Would you be someone who phones others, calls them up, maybe Skype? or on Zoom, or on message them, or, or send a letter, but just show love and encouragement to those who are struggling. You know, we're told to bear each other's burdens, to love one another, and what greater time than to do this? Galatians 6, 10 says, therefore, as we have opportunity, and if you have opportunity now, do it, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially those who belong to the family of God. Church, 
this is your time to care for each other. So pray for your pastor. Pray for the people of Wangaratta Baptist. But thirdly, pray for yourself personally. Ask God, God, how can you help me to remember that Jesus is Lord and in light of that, to be a blessing to others. Always look for other opportunities where you can show love to people around you. Pray, God, help me show love to those around you. Uh, Mandy and I and our family, our two daughters, we, we thought, how can we show love at this time to our people in our neighbourhood? And so just last weekend, we came up with this idea that if we got like a survival pack and we put things in it, so we went and we bought popcorn, microwave popcorn for people that might be watching Netflix while they're having to stay inside all the time. We got chocolate so that people that were feeling sad could feel positive. So we got a block of chocolate and put it in there. We put uh, bath bombs but so people could pamper themselves if they were feeling down. We, we also got other uh, things like glow sticks so to help you glow in the dark party popper so you could you know celebrate even though you're feeling down and we put a little note in and said that we just want you to know that we're thinking of you and if there's anything to do anything we can do to help let us know do you know the overwhelming sense of, of response that we've got from the 17 houses that we put it into around our street has been just fantastic people want to have dinner with us after this is all over they want to catch up when we're walking down the street people talk to us it's just so fantastic that's just one small way i heard about a, a person that started reading books to kids at four o'clock every day on Facebook Live so people could watch and participate in that. Kids stuck at home can do that. Another thing I heard was about uh, a pastor who went to visit his congregation and just drove the car up the driveway and talked to people from their front porch. Uh, what a great idea. <laughs> Others said, I'll meet my neighbours outside, we'll have a coffee at, at our own homes and bring it to the fence and we'll talk to each other over the fence. Be creative, but show love. This is a time for us to show that Jesus is Lord and that we believe it in our hearts. So pray for your pastor, pray for the people in your congregation and pray personally that God would use you to show love to others. I want to tell you, the Baptist Union are praying for you, Wangaratta Baptist. We're praying for you, Aaron and Kelly and your family. We're praying that you would know God's peace and strength at this time and that you would be a great blessing to your community. So God bless. Have a great morning this morning. And may you continue to know that Jesus is Lord. I trust you were encouraged as, as I was. Last week, I preached from Luke chapter 8. And we were reminded that indeed Jesus is Lord. There is no circumstance in which Jesus is not in control because he is Lord. He's Lord over all. We saw that people were possessed by demons and he healed and saved them. We saw that they, they were not beyond the reach of Jesus. We saw that um, sickness was not beyond his reach. And we saw that even death wasn't beyond his reach. And so I want us to be reminded again that indeed... Jesus is Lord. He was Lord then, and he's definitely Lord now. It was really reassuring to be reminded of the fact in our current circumstances, as I mentioned last week, that I believe this will be an exciting time for the church. 
when we did our series in Acts, what we saw was the church was scattered. And what that brought was great growth to the church as it was forced to scatter. And there was a great increase that came in those with a saving faith in Jesus Christ following the forceful scattering of the church. Now, what has happened again right now? Right now, the church has been forced to scatter. We have been sent out. That's us. We are sent. Now, these are unique times that have led us to meeting in various locations and accessing the service today in different ways. But I firmly believe that God has planted you right where you are for his plans and purposes and for a time such as this. I want to ask, have you gone in and checked on your neighbour? Have you made sure that they're doing okay? Have you called your family and, and friends and, and, and connected with them? Because that's going to be really important. And I think even more so with our neighbours, because right now we've been sent to where we are for this time. God is in control. Jesus is Lord. We are sent. See, even right now, you're exactly where God wants you to be. All for his plans and purposes. You know, perspective is a really good thing. And I would love us to have the perspective right now that maybe we do look at this a little bit differently. That instead of being made to isolate, we have been sent on mission from our very homes. We've been sent to our homes for God's plans and purposes. I don't think that we're isolated or alone. God is with us. He is right here amongst us right now, wherever we are. And he has sent us to our homes for his plans and purposes. To either protect us, but also, I believe, to be a witness to those around us. God can use you right now, right where you are, to bring him glory and to bring the hope of the gospel right where you are. As mentioned earlier, you know, Jonathan was going to be preaching today. But our plans have changed, as so many have. And what I really wanted to do was just to take this moment now to explain the, the background. You see, last week, we just continued our series in Acts, in, in chapter 8. And I believe that that was a perfect passage, in perfect timing, for our circumstances right then. God is good. How good? Just look at last week, how chapter 8 fit in so well with our current circumstances. This week, we're going to continue on in chapter 9, just the first six verses. So I want to get your Bibles, get you to get your Bibles out. And we're going to look at the first six verses of Luke chapter 9, continuing on from last week. Because yet again, 
God is good and he has given us a passage that I believe speaks into our very circumstances right now. And we have a lucky to have a special guest Bible reader, Kelly, sharing that with us now. Today's Bible reading comes from Luke chapter 9, verses 1 to 6. When Jesus had called the twelve together, he gave them power and authority to drive out all demons and to cure diseases. And he sent them out to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. He told them, Take nothing for the journey, no staff, no bag, no bread, no money, no extra tunic. Whenever, Whatever house you enter, stay there until you leave that town. If people do not welcome you, shake the dust off your feet when you leave their town as a testimony against them. So they set out and went from village to village, preaching the gospel and healing people everywhere. From this passage we see that the disciples themselves, they were sent. They were sent out, they were commissioned by Jesus. And they were sent to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal. They were sent out to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ and were given authority to cast out demons and and to cure diseases. And what I notice about this is as Jesus was sending out the twelve, I saw the parallels with the way in which he sent us out. You see, we too have been commissioned by God. We have received a commission from Jesus. We too have been sent out to accomplish his plans and purposes. And and that doesn't stop now because we are asked to remain inside if possible. It doesn't stop. Our sentness has not been reduced We have still got that same commission to share the gospel, to bring hope to those around us. You know, Matthew 28 verses 18 20 says, And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. That's Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 and 20. You know, this is the commission that we have received, to share the gospel. And guess what? We don't even have to go far. Many years ago, I used to watch this TV show called Home Improvement. And I used to really appreciate the relationship that Tim and uh, Tim, the tall man Taylor, and Wilson had, his neighbour. Tim would often have a chat over the fence and would have some conundrum to talk through. And and Wilson was often so wise in giving his uh, advice or or response or, or just asking that question. And I think it was a really good example of what neighbourly help can be. And neighbourly friendship really can be. And so I'd encourage us, if we don't have the sort of Tim Wilson relationship with our neighbours, maybe that's on us. Maybe this is a perfect time to to call out over the fence, howdy neighbour, and develop that sort of relationship with our neighbours where we can 
be used by God to bring them hope. And of course, following Wilson's good example of physical distancing, uh, that, that would be helpful too. See, God has placed you in your location with your neighbours around you for times such as these. Opportunities will present for you to share the hope that you have in Jesus. To share the calm assurance that you rest in. And that indeed Jesus Christ is Lord and that you can cast all of your cares and anxiety upon him. Now the disciples, when they were sent out, they were sent only with the basics. They weren't stocked up on supplies. They weren't taking a bag with spare clothes or, or a second staff. or with, with even, They weren't even taking their lunch. They were sent with the bare basics so that they could experience God's provision. Now, I must admit, it was great to actually walk into a supermarket this week and to see things almost back to normal, except for the toilet paper aisle still. But everything seemed to be back, back pretty much normal. There was good stock of meat and vegetables and even the freezer section was fairly well stocked. And I was really pleased that maybe, you know, there is some normality returning and that people are realising that they only need to go once a week and grab what they need to grab. But for a while there, it, it was pretty basic And I think some of us may have even felt like these disciples that, you know, we're just down to the last little bits, the the bare basics. Yet Jesus sent them in this way so that they would learn to rely upon God for provision of all of their needs. So that they would learn that God indeed would care for them. And that they could rely upon God to provide for them rather than having to rely upon themselves. Now if there's one thing I'm learning through all of this. It's that God truly does provide all of our needs. You know there are going to be moments in the coming weeks ahead where we are all going to have needs that maybe we don't really even know about right now. But they're going to be there. Many of us will really struggle with the social isolation. Some of us may struggle with finances. Some of us may struggle with mental health and anxiety. And I want to make this promise to you. I am available as your pastor to come and care for you. It is still considered my work and is well within the rules I can come and visit you and I can come and share the hope of Jesus with you. I can come and visit. Now, we will be practicing good social distancing. It may be that I knock on the door and we just talk through the door or come out into the porch and we talk out the front of your house. But if you are struggling, if you're lonely, if you need help, if you want someone to talk to, I want to let you know I am here for you. All you've got to do is pick up that that phone Give me a call and I'll come round. More than happy to make sure that you are partially cared for through this time. And that may be a need that you have in the coming weeks just for for some face-to-face, 1.5 metres apart, face-to-face interaction with someone other than anyone else in your home. 
And particularly if you're home by yourself and you are struggling, don't be too proud. Don't be shy. There's no judgment. Just give me a call. I'd love to come and care for you in that way. You know, and maybe God, through this moment in time, can even use us to meet the needs of others as well. This is no doubt a time where, like no others, sometimes even our faith might be tested. But God is faithful as we are faithful. He says that he will never leave us nor forsake us. See, God provided for these disciples that he sent out. And he will provide for us too. All of our needs, everything that we require, God will provide for. I have full trust and faith and a calm assurance that that is the truth. Because his word tells me so. And Jesus, when he sent his disciples out, he gave them some additional instructions as well. He says, find a home, someone who is supportive of your ministry and is glad to host you and stay there and complete your ministry and use that as a base for ministry. Use that as your base for ministry. Don't look for a bigger place to stay. Minister to the people where you are. And if people don't receive you, If they reject you, and if the message of God, if they reject that as well, he says, don't waste your time on them. In fact, don't take anything of that experience with you. Shake it all off and go and find people in another town, in another place, where they'll be receptive to the gospel. Many years ago, I um, was being mentored by someone as I was a, a young youth pastor, and You know, I'm so glad that Jesus gave this instruction to the disciple that if people reject you, you don't have to stick it out. You don't have to keep preaching to them. You don't have to stay in until you're successful or whatever that means. But he says, leave. He says, go and find people who accept you, your message of hope and your ministry. You know, this mentor told me much the same thing. He said, don't waste your time on people who are not responsive. He encouraged me to find the interested ones and work with them. Invest your time heavily with those that are interested. And that way you'll produce more lasting fruit than if you try and spend all your time on people that are disinterested. And that has stayed with me and and I'm so comforted that Jesus gave the same instructions to his disciples. Work with the ones that are interested. Work with the ones that are with you, supporting you. Keep going. Don't stop. Then it was actually up to the disciples. He'd given them instructions He'd been training them. He'd been walking with them. They'd been observing all that he'd been doing. And now it was up to the disciples. You know, Jesus can speak to us and and give us all the instructions in the world. But then ultimately it is up to us to do the next thing. It's up to us to take the next step. Step. So what do the disciples do? In verse 6, they did it. 
And they departed and went through the villages, preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. What about us? It's now up to us to work out the different ways that we can still bring the hope of the gospel to those we connect with. It's our turn. It's our, it's our go. Are you going to be a Wilson to your neighbour? Can you give that advice and that calm assurance and that, that care and support? Maybe you could even do the shopping for someone over 70 who may not be able to leave their home. You know, we as a church have already been scattered. We've been sent out. We have our commission. Now it's time to bring hope to our neighbours, to bring hope to our friends, to bring hope to our families like we never have before because they need it now more than ever before. God wants to use you right where you are to bring him glory and to bring the hope of the gospel. But now it's up to us. It's our turn. We've had many pep talks about being the church. We've sat in many church services where we've been encouraged to bring hope, to share the gospel, to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Well, now more than ever, you are needed. It's our turn. God wants to use you right where you are to bring him glory and to bring the hope of the gospel. We have been sent out just like the disciples were. We have a mission just like the disciples did. We have been commissioned by God for works that he has prepared in advance for us to do even in times such as these. And now it's up to us to do it. It's our turn. This week I was really encouraged by a phone call from, from Robert Heyman from the BUV. He's sort of like the, the pastor to pastors. And he said that he was really encouraged by so many people and he's getting a real sense that, you know, the church, many churches are going to grow through this experience. I believe we as a church in Wangaratta are going to grow because of this. There are going to be people who are asking deep questions. Because they no longer have the busyness, they no longer have the distractions that have been um, pushing all of these deeper questions down and distracting them from it. They're now sitting at home with nothing else to do. And I believe God is going to speak into their hearts and their minds. And God is going to get them to start pondering some of those deeper life questions. And when he does... I believe we are going to be right next door to those people. We can be that source of karma shows and hope. We can be that person to talk to over the fence or on the phone. And I believe we're going to grow because the gospel goes out further when the church is scattered. And so we take that with us, into our homes, into our neighbourhoods, and like never before, we know where our neighbours are pretty much all the time. Unless they're off at work, they're going to be home, just like we are. And so we've got that opportunity to shout across over the fence, hey, how are you going? 
You're doing all right. So I'd encourage you to really take this opportunity to change your perspective. You are not isolated at home. You are sent out on mission by God. It's our turn. So may you stay well, may you stay safe, and may you find ways to bring the hope of the gospel right now where you have been sent. Let me pray for us all. Lord Jesus, I thank you that indeed we have been sent on mission by you for your plans and purposes right now to our homes. Lord, this is our primary mission field right now. Lord, I pray that we would be able to strike up those conversations with our neighbours, that Lord, we'd be able to shout over the fence when we hear them pottering in the garden as we may be doing too. And that, Lord, we would be able to share with them the hope that we have in the gospel. And, Lord, I pray that you would be causing many people to ponder the deep questions of life. And, Lord, I'd be praying that you'd be changing people's hearts to become more receptive to you. And that, Lord, when all of this is over, when all of our plans and our life seems to maybe go back to more normality in the future. Lord, I pray that those people that have been asking those questions will continue to search for answers and that also continue to search for deeper personal connection and that, Lord, you would use us as your church to help provide answers and provide a place for people to get a deeper connection with other people and, Lord, most importantly, with you. May your hope abound through us into others as you have sent us out and scattered us for your plans and purposes. Amen. Well, that's the end of Home Church episode two. Uh, I, I trust it was a blessing for you. Uh, I really enjoyed getting the pictures through last week of you doing church at home. So if you haven't, why not take a photo and uh, and send that through of what you're doing this week. And uh, we'll, we'll flick that around and email again. Uh, but I really wanted to encourage us that this week's uh, photo of the week was definitely Lyle and Colleen. Uh, I really appreciated them dressing up. Uh, who knew Lyle can actually wear a tie? Uh, it was great to see. So thank you for sharing that with us. Um, I'd love to see uh, the, what you've shared with us, um, how you're doing church. Uh, it was great also to see last week uh, Scott and Kim dressing up in their onesies. Uh, I think that, was, that, was, uh, that came in a close second to Lyle and Colleen's. But why not have some fun? Why not dress up? Why not do something crazy? But in, instead, at, at the same time, Enjoy the company of your family, your church family, as we do church together. May you be blessed. May God go before you. And may you have those opportunities to have those conversations and bring hope where you are right now. God bless.